Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. You know, networking in business is so important, more important than some people realize. And if you are trying to run a business by yourself, making decisions by yourself, planning everything by yourself, creating marketing plans yourself, you are by yourself. But when you can network with other professionals, you can pick their brains, so to speak, and bounce ideas off those who've gone on before you and the battles you're now facing. You can talk about problems you're facing, hurdles you've encountered. You can bounce ideas off of others and Some may even pitch in and help you accomplish your goals. With Christians, that is especially important because not only are you in business, but you are living out your values, at least you should be, that that can create all sorts of additional pressures that most secular-minded business aren't really concerned with, but you are. What if you could network with business professionals who are also living Christian values, reflecting Christian values, advocating Christian values in their businesses? That would be a win, 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 and win. Amen? Praise God. Our guest today is the founder of an organization called Christian Professionals of Atlanta. Anna Megrelish, here I go again, Megrelish Vili. You got is, it. <laughs> is here to share information about this great organization whose mission is to bring together Christian professionals in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and it's growing, which she'll get into, and to help them develop meaningful relationships through common faith, common values, philanthropy. Amen. This organization goes out of its way to achieve a positive impact on the community service to others. And also helps adults find their own path to positive change through their own coaching business, find courage to change as well. Praise God. And is the author of a great book, Finding Courage to Change. And I want you to help me welcome to the program, Meg Relish Villy. Anna, it is such a blessing to have you on the program today. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor to be invited and talk about the mission of my organization. I appreciate the opportunity. Amen. Now, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Anna Megrelishvili? Absolutely. I think um, my story is uh, a unique one. um, And my journey um, to finding faith is also a little bit different than most uh, people expect. They think that you know, I grew up Christian and um, when they speak to me, um, but the reality of things is that I was an atheist most of my life. Um, I grew up in uh, Georgia, the country in Eastern Europe, um, not to confuse with the state of Georgia where I live now. Um, and, you know, when I was born, it was Soviet Union, where obviously during communism, faith was forbidden. Um, and my family um 
wasn't really religious. Um, we would go to church for certain rituals um, that I didn't really understand. I think people just went uh, more of out of culture rather than faith. Um, and so I um, was kind of far away from uh, from God. And frankly, I was more angry because of my childhood um trauma and everything that happened, I was like, well, if God exists, how did does he allow all those horrible things to happen to children? So I was kind of no nothing. Um, I was 20 when I immigrated to the US. Um, I came as a student. So I studied um, in Kentucky. I went to great school. So got my bachelor's, my then my master's stayed because I was um, successful in work. So eventually worked through obviously all the paperwork, became a citizen, proud to be here. So had a wonderful, successful corporate career, climbed the ladder, made buku money, was happy as a clam, right? So then um, out of nowhere, October of 2020, I wake up in the middle of the night and um, I never prayed in my life, but I don't know why I just started praying and it went something like, God, if you exist, what's my purpose in this life? There has to be more to life than this. And I had a pretty supernatural experience that I think I had to have because of how I was against God. I audibly heard a voice with instructions. And terrified, right? Oh, like, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm crazy, pinching myself. Like, no, no, I'm awake. Like, I didn't dream this. And then I was like, okay, I'll deal with this in the morning. Like, I don't know how, but I went to sleep. The next morning I wake up and I say, no, something did happen to me. So I call to work and I say, I can't come into work today. And I follow the instructions, which were pretty bizarre. It was go to the store, buy the supplies, make 24 bags of lunches. And then I was like, okay, well, I've seen people struggling with homelessness in Atlanta, downtown Atlanta. So I guess I'm just going to start driving and see what happens. So here I am by myself driving in downtown Atlanta. Every time I would see somebody on the street, stop and be like, hey, would you like some lunch? Probably not the safest thing, but you know, you just follow the instructions. Amen. As I'm giving these lunches out about an hour in, I come across a large group of people hanging out on the street and I counted them and I had exactly the number of lunches left in my bag. And I was like, that's kind of weird. So I take the whole bag of lunches, go over there. I'm like, hey, guys, made some lunches. Would you like some? Gave them all out. Everybody's happy. I'm about to get in my car. Suddenly, one of the ladies calls me and she says, honey, come over here. I walk over and I say, yes, can I help you? And she says, I have a gift for you. And at that point, I'm like, you have a gift for me? (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. So she hands me this little bird. It's a sparrow made out of clay. And she says, this is for you. And on the bird, it was written now in God's hands. And I don't know what happened in that moment, because back then I didn't have any contacts, right? Um, But what happened is that it's like almost like it felt like this energy went through my body and I burst into tears and I knew in that moment, God was real. Right. So I get in the car, I'm sobbing. I drive home and I order my first Bible from Amazon. Amen. (laughs) So my Bible comes in a day, right? I start reading it. And of course, like 
if you have never been exposed, it's like reading a foreign text that you don't really understand, right? Because if if you don't have deeper understanding. So I'm like, okay, I need to start going to church to figure this out. So what do I do? I Google best church in Atlanta and go by reviews and go to the first church <laughs> that comes up. So I started going to church and just by myself learning and learning. And so eventually, you know, I was like, okay, I, um, it, it was almost a year before I, I was baptized. Right. Amen. And here's an interesting thing. When I came to this country, I had a host family. So all foreign, foreign students had a host family. My host family, he's a pastor of Berea Baptist Church. They have been praying for me for 10 years Amen. to find Christ. And finally, here I am. And they were already almost like, uh, I don't know if she ever will. And so I drove to Kentucky and my host father baptized me. And it was such an emotional Amen. ceremony. We both were sobbing. And I realized like how I put up a wall against them for this many years that we had this friendship and relationship until finally I accepted Christ into my life. So got baptized and then this kind of un unhappiness with my life started growing, right? Like no matter how much money I was making, it wasn't bringing me the fulfillment. So eventually I decided to quit my job. So here I go, just kind of jumping off the cliff because I feel like God is leading me to something different, but I just don't know what. So I felt a little bit like Abram in Genesis 12 when God is telling him, leave your, you know, house, home your, all, uh, yeah. your home, yeah. your everything and go to the land. I will show you. That's exactly how I felt. It's like, leave everything, you know. And so that's what I did. I, I left my job put up my condo for sale and I said, okay, Lord, I'm ready. Take me whatever you want. So I took a sabbatical where I started traveling and I started with Israel, Palestine, and Jordan because I wanted to visit all the holy places, grow stronger in my faith. I went back to Georgia to heal my childhood trauma and really work through that and find forgiveness and all the things that, you know, Christ is teaching us. And so eventually, um, through lots of meandering, Lord leads me back to Atlanta. My condo sale fell three times mm. at the last moment. So I said, okay, Lord, I hear you. You want me back in Atlanta? <laughs> I come back. I And then I go on the silent retreat at a monastery. Really? And, wow. and so I go on a week-long silent retreat. And it felt like Holy Spirit just kind of did this download. And I wrote my book that you mentioned, Find Courage to Change in two days at the monastery. Wow. And so it was just kind of like, just really felt like, okay, maybe I just understand that like um, a small, small percentage of what apostles felt like when they were writing, you know, the pages, it's just yeah. like, it's almost like it just Holy Spirit takes over. Wow. So again, okay. Lord was clear. You, this book needs to be published. This book will help people. Right. So that's one thing that happened. Then I go back again to a different monastery in December because my sabbatical is coming to an end. I said, Lord, I don't know for sure what, what is it that you want me to do. I guess I'll just wait for the doors that you'll open and um, see what happens. And it was the last, so the last prayer session, like before I am leaving the monastery, right? So I, it's like 9.30 p.m. I'm, I am, okay, 
this is it. I'm closing out. I haven't heard any single words, so I'm just going to continue. And it felt like this tsunami of a, of a vision that came over and he showed me what my mission is. And I just fell on the floor in my knees and started sobbing because it was so overwhelming and so big that I was like, I'm just a saleswoman. Like, how am I supposed to do this? Like, I have no idea, Lord, how am I supposed to do this? So I'm just sobbing. I'm like, no, no, like this is too big. I can't handle this. So, you know, I leave and then I start talking uh, with some of my friends, like my host father, who's the pastor. And so I tell him what happened. And so he's a pastor. So he's listening. He's like, well, nothing that you're telling me is raising any red flags that this is not from God. So, okay. I think that, you know, if he showed you what your life is going to be like, then it's done. You just need to start faithfully working toward it. So, okay. And I'm sitting at the table with a friend and talking about it. And then I was like, well, I don't even have a big Christian circle because, you know, I'm a new Christian. I just started to church. Church, I don't feel like is doing a really good job because I go to a church where medium age is 64. So I don't have a lot of common <laughs> with people who go to church. So we start Googling Christian meetups, Christian professional organizations. And there's really nothing that I could find, we could find. And we're like, hmm, that's weird. Like, why would you not have a professional organization? And so we're like, well, we're just going to start our own. So that's how Christian Professionals of Atlanta was born. It was January 9th of 2023. Idea, like name came, logo came. I mean, it just, we incorporated. And so that's it. It just started growing. And so fast forward, we're a year in. And, you know, we're growing and um, internationally, hopefully as well, which I was not expecting because I thought that new chapters will come from different states. Um, but there's an interest uh, from other countries. So now we're thinking, OK, how do we rebrand it to not just Christian professionals of America, but maybe Christian professionals of the world? So as we dream, you know, God says, well, how about dream bigger? <laughs> and uh, and he changes the plans. But, you know, as long as you faithfully follow, and that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> hey, man, that is awesome. Awesome. God is, oh, he works in, well, they say he works in mysterious ways, but right. he works in marvelous ways. That's Amen. right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so as you were now organizing this organization, mm -hmm. what kind of obstacles did you run into? So I thought at the beginning that churches will be my biggest supporters. That was very surprising that I, I didn't get um, a lot of support from churches, unfortunately, yeah. which you know, I understand they have to be careful. So I was like, okay, so the supporters who I thought are going to be by my side are not there. Okay, so how do I really um, start talking about it? <clears throat> so... It was really word of mouth because mm. I now have probably between 30 and 40 one-on-ones um, with leaders in Atlanta. Mm. And then those leaders spread the word to their groups and so on. So it's kind of been really emotional connection. And when they hear about the reason why we started this, right, and the purpose behind it, every Christian is like, oh, yeah, we need this, right? Right. And so let me talk a little bit about kind of 
reason, obviously I told my story, but there is a kind of two things that are going on in my organization, why people come. Um, and I'll explain both of those reasons. Mm-hmm. So one is that many Christians, obviously um, churches do a wonderful job with doing small Bible study groups. And, you know, so you have a community, but the conversation, like you mentioned, is always centered around faith, right? You can't really talk about work much. You might have something like, oh, what do you do? But it's right, really right. like if you're an entrepreneur, if you're struggling with something, you can't, it's church is not the place where you can talk about it, right? And so I was like, okay, well, I'm a professional. There's hundreds of thousands of professionals out there who are experiencing the same thing. Uh, and you're right. As Christians, we look at business a little bit different, right? We also think, oh, what would Jesus do, right, in this particular situation? And so sometimes the advice we will get for from a professional or a mentor who is not a Christian might be completely different from the one who is a Christian, right? So this is one reason why people come. So we're kind of merging that faith and workplace conversation, right? They know you can come. And it's a safe environment where you can talk about faith, you can talk about work, you can make amazing connections. So that's one. Two, I've been, the more I started talking is obviously service is a big part of Christian life, right? And Jesus taught us about what servant leader needs to be like and how to help our community and so on. But I've seen that a lot of people do want to help. They want to give back, but they don't really know how, right? And sometimes, yes, they do monetary donation, but they really want to get their hands dirty, so to say, and really kind of get involved, right? So I said, okay, let me also provide a very easy way for them to connect with different missions. So every month during our uh, monthly networking events, Obviously, there's plenty of time for networking, but I do carve out about 25 to 30 minutes in the meeting for the program. And so I bring a different nonprofit every month to talk about their mission, how you can obviously donate monetarily, you can help that, but they also talk about volunteer opportunities. And so every time it's a different topic, so everybody is passionate about different topics. So, you know, it's it's really plentiful. So, so far we've, uh, you know, helped 12 nonprofits to really spread their um, mission with these group of people. And we all have our own sphere of influence, right? And when you bring 60 of those together, imagine how much more influence we can have. And then, you know, we've raised thousands of dollars in a year. And so that's a big aspect. Philanthropy and service is a big aspect of our organization. Amen. So what kind of events like that do you hold? Is is it, you know, a mo- just a monthly meeting at like a hotel banquet room or something? Or what do you do? So, yeah. So monthly meetings are open for members and non-members because I want, obviously, more people to learn and uh, and get exposed to our organization. Um, and personally, um, this is also my venue. I w- everybody welcome. I know most people are Christians, but I also want people who are struggling with faith, people who are curious about Christianity to come into our meeting because this is my way of great commission, right? Where I can expose people to Christianity. And sometimes it's less intimidating to come to a networking event 
than to go to church for the first time. And so I've actually had a situation where somebody who was struggling, struggling with faith was completely kind of became a member, you know, started kind of putting prayer requests. So I can see something is working in her heart to change um, toward her attitude, toward faith and religion and so on. So if I can also personally fulfill my mission, right, as a Christian to bring more people into faith, I'm happy. So this is kind of how it serves um, for open community. And then for members only, we have um, kind of more private, like mastermind groups, um, my gift that God gave me is a connector. So what happens is I get all these people who give me just free tickets, invitations to events. So I bless others and I just pass on to my members like, hey, I got this. Do you want to go here? All these things that are kind of more VAP treatment for them. And again, connector. So anytime they need something, I connect them with with the right people. Amen. So there's kind of members and non-members differential yeah. that's going on here amen amen and like i say you have different speakers come in for uh, each month monthly meeting and mm -hmm. these are all professionals and nonprofits from the atlanta area right um sometimes not necessarily um so like for example uh in january we had catholic charities uh with of Atlanta, but you know, it's a organization that has chapters and different like or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Atlanta, but they're a nationwide organization. Yeah. Um, like in March, we have a Christian organization called Destiny Rescue coming in and they rescues um, girls in 13 countries from being trafficked. Their headquarters is in Indiana, but they have presence in Atlanta. And obviously it's it's a Christian organization that does an amazing um, work um, worldwide. So I try, it's not a hundred percent requirement for them to be Christian, but I do give priority to Christian um, nonprofits um, ahead of, you know, non-Christian because there's always the need, like my calendar is through summer for nonprofits, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Amen. 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 Share with us about your coaching business. What, what's this about? Yeah, so really, it kind of found me. I wasn't looking for it, um, but as I talked to people, I started seeing that a lot of them are sharing very deep um, personal experiences that are traumatic with me, right? And so I was like, okay, obviously, I have a lot of experience with healing myself. Um, I've gone through different types of therapy and obviously Christian and secular, all of it, like whatever is out there, pretty much I've done it. And I talk about it in my book. And the purpose of the book was specifically, I am a survivor of child sexual abuse trauma. And this is a taboo topic that's not talked about often. Um, but I have the strength to really talk about it. And most people, when they see me, they don't think I'm somebody who've gone through something like that. And so as I share my experience, then it's been just absolutely overwhelming how many people come and say, that happened to me too. Mm -hmm. And so statistics is really, it, it says that it's one in four women uh, experience it. But I think it's really one in three, just based on the response I've been getting. And so I really wanted to 
get more qualified and trained to really identify when a person is able to be coached versus a person really first needs therapy before they can come and talk and work with me. And so I've kind of been trained in this, um, in this special software that um, I ask them to take because that really tells me where they are in their life. And if they fall above, okay, they don't need, obviously everybody needs counseling at some point, but if they're able to be coached, then I can work with them. Amen. That's awesome. Awesome. And, And this is only available to those in the Atlanta area or can someone work with you remotely? No, no, it's it's a remote. So software is online. Um, obviously, Zoom is a beautiful thing. Um, so we can, yeah, I work with people even from internationally. Amen. Amen. And, and share about your book, Finding Courage to Change. Why did you write this book? I mean, you did it at the monastery, <laughs> but what? But you had to be led by the Lord. Say, you know, this is what I want you to do this week while you're here. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I, I mentioned it was kind of like a download two days was done. So as I'm praying, God, does this needs to be published? Or is it just for me to just close the chapter and heal? It was very clear. No, this book needs to be seen. So I want to share this story. So then I, I start praying and say, God, okay, do I self-publish? Do I, um, you know, find a publisher? Because I never thought I would write a book. This was not something I ever dreamed of or wanted to. And this is the answer he gave me was, well, how about option C? And he said, I want you to just keep talking about this book. I will send a person who will help you publish it. Okay. So I wrote a book in October, fast forward to February. Didn't do much with it except just kind of, okay, it's there, right? talking to a business acquaintance and said, Hey, yeah, I also wrote a book and I'm trying to figure out how to publish. And she says, Oh, the event we're going to, I'm going to introduce you to my friend who helps me publish the book. And I was like, Oh, great. So exactly how Lord said, (laughs) didn't have to do any work, just led me to the person who just took it over helped me uh, publish it on Amazon. And so it's available on Amazon right now for anybody to purchase. And yeah, so isn't it amazing how God just like takes away all your obstacles if you really listen to him? Oh yeah, that's right. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So with your book, what's the number one takeaway someone reading your book will receive? Number one takeaway is that it does not matter what circumstances you come from, where you are right now and what you're going through. You can always change and you can always change your circumstances. And I talk about how I did it and anybody can do it with God's help. Amen. Glory to God. Hannah, this has been so interesting. If someone's in the Atlanta area and would like to get more information on joining the Christian professionals of Atlanta, how can they do that? How can they obtain more information? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You would need to go on our website where we post all of our upcoming events. And it's www.cpofatl.com. And then just go to our events page. And you can always also send us an email and reach out. And if you're somebody who is interested in starting a chapter in your city, please also reach out uh, as we would love to talk to you about starting that in your community. Amen. That was my next question. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And, and if someone to get information on your coaching service, how would you like them to get in touch with you? 
I think you can do it again from the same um, website because it all comes to me or I do have a coaching website, which is findcouragetochange.com. Okay. All right. And your book, Finding Courage to Change, you said that's on Amazon. On correct? Amazon. Yes. Okay. I'll put links to all this in the show notes below. Praise the Lord. Thank you. And Thank you. Folks, as we said in the beginning, networking is crucial in any business. It's absolutely crucial if you are a professional and you want to improve, get better at what you do, meet people who are like-minded. And it's absolutely vital if you are a Christian professional to surround yourself with other professionals who hold the same value system you do concerning Christian ethics and morality and business. Amen. Drop down the show notes, reach out to Anna, check out the Christian professionals of Atlanta, order her book. Even if you're not in the Atlanta area, it's still going to be a blessing to you and be sure to check out her coaching services as her Christian perspective on things could bless you immensely. And whatever it is you're trying to do or grow in and, and you know, this organization, if you want to start a chapter in your neck of the woods, wherever you're at, worldwide, she said, this is the new vision. Praise God. Yeah, just reach out to her and she'll, she'll chat with you and, and wherever you're at and help you get started. Amen. Praise God. And I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the program today and just share with us all about what you're doing. I do appreciate your time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Bob. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today for... Anna Megrelishvili and myself, this is Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.